0: what up everybody welcome to the six and friends podcast this is your host cj the six and today i got my friend brock on the mic what up brock how you doing my man i'm good i'm good so brock is one of my white friends and brock i'm going to speak on behalf of the black community we have a couple of questions for you and white people all right <laughs> bring it on so first question is Why don't white people season
1: their food? I don't know if it's because we're just lazy or we (laughs) haven't found the proper way to do it, but no, let's see. Um, I usually don't because I just, I'm too lazy. I just, I figure the meat will, or whatever your seasoning will come out good enough, but, or I just go with the hot sauce afterwards, but usually don't go with seasoning because I never know what to do. So I just say screw it and just, (laughs) <laughs> Go for the the kill with just whatever meat flavor it is. Call it a day.
0: Okay, I'm gonna give you some. I'm gonna give you some advice in a second. But I I asked another guy why white people don't season their food, what and he say? said that good food doesn't need seasoning.
1: That's true. Just like good ribs don't need seasoning.
0: But see, so I I, I can't remember the last time I had like like ribs that didn't have like barbecue sauce on them or just ribs on themselves. But steak, for instance, you marinate steak and you don't really add like, any other seasoning right. to it, but you marinate it. And that to me counts as seasoning. Oh, you know okay.
1: Like Yeah, I could see that as a seasoning. Yeah, like
0: I I'm not just gonna take like a a, a raw steak, <laughs> throw it on the grill and then eat it. Like I'm a am yeah. gonna marinate it for a day or so and then eat it that way.
1: Yeah, at the very least you gotta have like pepper and salt. But that is true. If it's if it's good, you don't need to marinate it. Just like if it's good, you don't need to put barbecue sauce or ketchup or anything like that on it. You just have to make sure you do it right. Where you don't have to have it.
0: Right. But and then also when he said that, my mind instantly went to chicken, because that's like one of the most common foods people cook. Right. And chicken is bland as fuck by itself. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Like it's a great canvas to work on because you can like season chicken any kind of way. Yeah. But by itself with no seasoning I, nah, it's real bland
1: you either have to, i just go with sauce afterwards just like buffalo sauce or barbecue sauce you just dip it in but with the seasoning i just i never even attempt to season it cuz usually the seasoning will just fall off while it's in the oven or whatever so i just give up on that and just put sauce on it afterwards it's easier it's quicker does yep. the job
0: so from the sound of it you don't like put like any olive oil or anything like that on it
1: no not at all the thought, put it in the oven, let it rip.
0: Oh. Uh, well I mean that that would help the seasoning stick to it if
1: Probably, <laughs> you know. That's on the to do list of things to <laughs> do in the future.
0: And so and you also don't wash your chicken?
1: Not at all. Never knew that was a thing. If I don't I've never heard of washing chicken. Washing vegetables and your fruit. Heard of that. Never once in my life have I heard of washing your chicken. Ever. I figure the oven or whatever you cook it in will kill anything usually. So you it, gotta cook it enough, but no, I've never heard of having to wash it. That's just no, that's not a thing.
0: So washing it goes beyond just like the the bacteria that's on it, because sometimes like when you get certain chicken breasts, like they're like really fatty, right? So right. you use that to like cut the fat off, and then like there's like that extra layer of skin that you can take off.
1: I never thought about that. I always just get uh, skinless chicken, so I never have to worry about that. But it,
0: even with skinless chicken, there is still like
1: I can't tell if you're making this up or not. I'm dead ass <laughs> serious no i've never heard of that not once okay that wow. is that is news to me that's hilarious like sorry brock
0: there's a couple of black
1: people cringing right now i see how it is <laughs> only gotten salmonella once so screw it <laughs> did you get it from your food or from somewhere else uh my food yeah i didn't cook it <coughs> enough. i got a call from the cdc or whatever too it was bad
0: yeah, there's. If anybody ever gets like salmonella, they have to find out where it came from. Yeah, they asked sure me they a whole
1: bunch it. of questions on where I got it and what store I went to and all that. It was unexpected. Yeah, dumbed it.
0: Uh, second question. Well,
1: oh, I, I we take a shower, right? Yes.
0: Do you use a loofah or, or a wash
1: rag? No. So you just straight hands. Yeah. Is that that's not the, normal or is that normal? I don't the, use. No, I don't use a loofah or anything. I just. Put it in my hands and go for it. Okay. That, yeah. Yeah. That's why. What's that?
0: That's that's a little a little weird.
1: Why? What do you use a loofah? I use a rag, but I mean I use a, like a rag to wash my face, but like it's my body now. Yeah. No. I use no.
0: A, I use a, a one rag for body, one rag for face.
1: I mean, I probably should. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure they tell you to do that, but no, I usually don't. And I know my roommate, he doesn't either.
0: It's how you grew up. I'm yeah. Guessing. It's
1: just how I grew up and i guess like my parents never taught me to do that they just said yeah just squeeze out in your hand and use that they oh like, wait, you don't
0: even use like the bar
1: no i don't use the bar it's, it's like a two-in-one a shampoo and uh body wash all in one and then you like squeeze that in your hand and, yeah and i like, just do hair and body all at the same time how does that not get like how I can, does that not clean enough is what you're saying it's not that that's not what i'm saying it's
0: like i can see you like not using a rag with like bar soap because you can just hold the bar and like, you know what I'm saying, like scrub yourself. Right, out. right, right. But like with the gel type stuff, low-key like more water in your hands <laughs> and you're just trying to like bathe with it.
1: No, no, it, it works. It. I mean, it's, it's done me good for 25 years, 26 years now, so I, mean, I can't really complain. <laughs> no, I've never used a washcloth other than face, ever. Mm. Not even when I was growing up. My parents never told me to do it, nothing. Nope. Do you know any white people that do? Not a one. I don't know of any white people that use, even a. they don't use a bar, they just put it in their hands, yeah. No washcloth or anything. I don't know of any. That's crazy. No, like, <laughs> so is it normal for?
0: Yeah, it's like, if you ever go to any, like, black person's home, you know, like, um, you spend the night, or not if you spend the night, you just ask, you know, can I use a shower? Right. 98% of them will hand you a towel and on top of that towel will be a rag. Maybe they're respectful, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, but that's the thing though, because like, right. it's, it's, we just use rags when we take a bath. It's just, what is it, a rag, loofah, something like yeah, something. there's something you lather the soap with and then put it on your body with. More white people laziness, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope all of these aren't laziness. No,
1: I, maybe it's just me, but no, I've never heard of anyone. No. no. All
0: right. Now this one is a this is a serious one, but it, I'm, it's going to sound really funny when I say it. All right. So I've noticed, like, especially like preteens and teenagers, or like preteen teenage kids, white kids, they one refer to their parents by their first name, which is fucking unheard of in the black home. Like, if I wanted to call my mom by her, first, I don't even call my mom by her first name now. <laughs> <laughs> when you're full on adult, yes. You know what I'm saying, like. <laughs>
1: Like that's how you like that's how you get slapped in the mouth. Like Yeah, no. No, we I, I, mom and dad. Okay, I, so mom and dad you yeah, never called you? Never. Never okay. No. Uh uh-uh, uh they would murder me. Is that so Or is, they'd look at me like they're about to disown me. That would not go over well. No. So is that a normal thing or is it just kinda like blown out of proportion? I think that's blown out of proportion. I've I don't know of anyone that calls their parents by their first names. Okay. Anyone. Like, no. Not get you, slapped. <laughs> okay good yes yeah no, there, there's some respect i there. think that's rolling out of proportion okay. everyone i know of it's mom dad or some form of the version of that never first name
0: now have you or anybody ever known like cussed out your parents
1: yes Let i've you- cussed out my parents once didn't go over well okay okay but that, that's, that was the second question i would not advise it <laughs> it was uh not good but no anyone i don't know of anyone that's cussed out their parents and you know lived you know they probably got their butt handed to them but no uh-uh you gotta respect the parents
0: it might be tv but in like some like things i've seen on social media but it seems like with with white kids. They, they call their parents by their first name. They just talk to them in a kind of way, like, shut the fuck up, Martha. You don't know what you're doing. Like <laughs> You know, that type of thing. <laughs> and then, like, as a punishment, and granted, I'm not necessarily say that corporal punishment is the answer, but it seems like their punishments are way more lax. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, no. So, I w-
1: it, Yeah punishments are way more lax than like tv maybe but for me at least punishments were you got spanked or you got your mouth washed out with soap that one sucked you said (laughs) something you weren't supposed to or if they got real mad they went for the belt the belt was the worst hey so here's something that's worse than a belt ever heard of a switch no was that
0: Ooh, okay so uh a switch think about like a really long and skinny tree branch Oh, God. Almost like a really, like, stiff vine. Gosh, that sounds terrible. Oh, it is. It's the worst. Now, what's even worse than that is, because grandmas are uh, more infamous for this, is when you do something and your grandma goes, go get me a Switch.
1: Oh, you have to go get it yourself. (laughs) You have to go get it yourself. That's like bringing a shovel to your own grave. (laughs) That's just wrong. (laughs) It's It's horrible. (laughs) It's horrible. (laughs) It's horrible. No, I've never heard of that. I don't think I want to. No, you don't. You no. <laughs> did your parents use that?
0: Uh, my grandma did. My mom did sometimes. But usually it's between a switch, a belt, and whatever else my mom could find. At, at one point, my mom just started throwing hands on me. Whatever teaches a lesson, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. And the worst part about it is it's like when your mom... Is like fighting you, it's such a one sided fight because you can't hit a back. No, and you can't you're, dodge. You're, no, you're completely screwed. There's no winning.
1: So you just got to stand there and just be like, fuck, I got to yep. take this asshole off Yep, you just got to take it and just get it over with. There's no winning. You can't do it. Well, that's good. I'm glad that there is some respect.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, because I was about to question a lot of things. No, 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 no. So another question to me, it seems like white people have a very high affinity for casseroles. Like, I swear, anytime there's, like, a potluck, there's at least
1: 10 casseroles in rotation. And I'm like, bruh. (laughs) Like, yeah, what is this? You're not wrong. (laughs) It's, like, the the go-to. Green bean casserole, go-to. I don't know why. My grandma, that's the only thing she would ever bring to (laughs) anything. Like, for Christmas, Thanksgiving, didn't matter. That's what she would bring. Did she cook anything else at home? Well, uh, she would cook, like, She'd bring cinnamon rolls, too. She all goes for the sweets, but, like, taking anything to any form of event, always casserole.
0: Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, like, at her house, like, does she cook, like, a... Oh, yeah,
1: she cooks everything.
0: Uh, But, like, when it's, I need to bring something, casserole. Casserole.
1: Because, probably just because it's just so, everyone knows what it is. Most people like it. It's not like you're bringing some fancy dish that a a lot of people won't like, so... It's just like a, a good fallback. If you don't really know, you'll know that most people eat it. So, you're it's like a safe bet. What is a casserole? <laughs> That's one of those mysteries of life. Um, <laughs> I honestly, I don't even know how to describe it. Basically, I've never actually cooked casserole. I've watched it being cooked. But as far as like what else in it, I don't really know. But I don't know. So I got nothing. It's just a mystery dish? It's a mystery dish that people eat and you don't have to worry about people not liking it. Pretty much what it boils down to. Do Because I don't I do you don't trust eat it. Ca- I do eat not, eat not trust casseroles. Well what do you bring to events, Christmas or whatever? What do you bring? I don't them? bring anything. Oh <laughs> you're one of those guys. See yeah. at least they with a casserole you bring something. See, my
0: thing is to like any any kind of like event like that, I'm well I'm the guy that brings like either the plates or like the oh. store bought food. Because I can One cook, those. but I can't, I don't, I haven't got to the point where I know how to cook for like 10, 15 people. Right, yeah. So I can cook for like two or three, but I can't cook for like 15.
1: See, that's probably like where the casserole comes in, because you can scale that real easy. You just get a bigger pan, basically, so yeah. it makes it a lot easier just to scale it up to the however many people you got, but I don't know if that's just a white people thing, is it, though? I've heard of...
0: Bro, I've never heard of black people bringing casseroles. Now, now
1: what does is, what is, what is black people bring to the to the uh, event? Uh, Maybe not you, since you don't actually bring stuff. Ooh, shots. (laughs) It depends. So you got
0: mac and cheese, potato salad, green beans. Like, generally what happens is, like, let's just say Thanksgiving, for instance. Right, right? right. Say if I got 10 or 15 family members bringing food, then it's kind of coordinated because everybody pretty much, the same person brings the same thing every year. Ah. So it's like my mom, like, say it's at my mom's house, so she'll cook the cook the turkey and the ham because right. they take the longest. Yep. And then you have like one aunt that brings the mac and cheese. Somebody that's bringing the green beans. Somebody that's bringing the potato salad, the mashed potatoes. Like we just all bring it together. Gotcha.
1: Type thing. More coordinated. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: But it, it's the only reason it's coordinated because like every like that one person gonna bring the same thing every year. They like people their signature it dish. Yeah. Yeah. And black people are really really picky about the food they eat. Has to be just on point. It's not that it has to be on point, like I'm I wanna I wanna find some means I'm showing it to you, but like <laughs> mac and cheese is the is the biggest I guess quote unquote because you have to have a resume for me to eat your mac and
1: cheese. That's serious. No no serious mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. So bro. I guess you can't just pour out that craft and go with the craft. You have to actually make it from scratch or something. Yeah, bro. Oh man. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah, like oh, that done. get that Velveeta uh, shit out of here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, that's uh that like, sounds dangerous.
0: My mom's recipe, I don't know it like like verbatim, but she she cooks the noodles, or boils the noodles, and then after she boils those, she'll put that condensed it's condensed milk, cheddar, like two or three other cheeses.
1: Wow, it's like a process.
0: Yeah. Wow. It's like it's so much different. Like it's like four or five different cheeses in this dish and then she bakes it. Man. And then, like, right before it's done, she takes it out, adds a little bit more cheddar on top, puts it back in so it has a nice, like, crispy layer on top. Bro, I will be smashing that. I be tearing that shit up. So so it's, like, crunchy almost when it comes out? It's, or It's not, though. It's not, like, uh. crunchy, but it has, like, a, a little crust to it. Man. If that makes any sense. No,
1: that sounds way better than just the normal craft that I always get at Thanksgiving. It's yeah. Just, yeah. It's out of the box. There's no magic to it. It's just I can do it. Yeah, no. Wow, uh,
0: we, we, yeah, no, we. Um, I gotta steal some of that. I've been meaning. I keep telling my mom that I'm gonna like make it one day because I'm. I'm gonna stop being a person that doesn't bring anything and bring <laughs> them back and cheese. Contribute, so, nice. Yeah, so I'm going steal her recipe, and she keeps telling it to me, but I keep forgetting. So I gotta like have her write it down or text it to you, so you always have it. Black people don't write down our
1: recipes. It's, it's that secret. <laughs> it it's just passed word of mouth. Like that's just what we do. They will not write them shits down. <laughs> All right, well, hey. It hey, has to keep it in the family, you know. If you write it down, anyone can have it. it. It ain't even that. It's just like like when
0: we season our food, we don't like put like a tablespoon of this and two tablespoons of that. We just throw the shit in there,
1: <laughs> just start piling on, see what happens. It ain't
0: even see what happens. We just we just keep putting on season till the soul of our ancestors tells us to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how to cook, but hey, whatever works for you. <laughs> no, it's it's, it's crazy because like <laughs> like if you if you ever like watch Black people season food, we just take the little container and just like start sprinkling all the food. It's like uh, all right, that's good. You just know.
1: You just know. Somewhere down deep, you just know. You just know. All right, hey. hey. And it just comes out, and you just like, man, this shit good. Is it like a trial and error, or you just magically know from day one? I think it's like a magically know from day one type thing. Right,
0: right. Actually, no, it's, it it varies. <laughs> the mileage varies because I know some people who. Um, you ever heard of Laurie's seasoned salt?
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's some people who go overboard with that, and like, cause it's it's like really salty. So oh, okay. it has it has a flavor to it, but it's still like salt. So. Know some people who have gone overboard with that and you get choked when you're trying to eat and <laughs> do you have? well, I got a couple more questions for you. Did you have any questions that you wanted to ask me?
1: Yeah, I had one coming up and I thought of coming over here. So what you see in like T V and everything is mm-hmm. that in a typical black family home, the mom is in charge, not the dad. It seems like with most white people homes it's dad's in charge, you better watch out. But it seems as though and Black families, it's mostly the moms in charge. Is that true, or is that just like something you see on TV? Uh, so, which are there any specific shows you're referring to? No, not really. Yeah. Just it's just what I've noticed from growing up. It just seems like that's like the the whatever you call it um, the the dynamic. Dy- dynamic. There yeah. you go. Yeah, that's a tricky one to answer
0: because I grew up in a single parent household. Oh, I didn't so, know. So okay. uh, yeah, so I grew up with my mom. So of course she's in charge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, well, I take that back. When uh, until I was twelve, I had a two parent household. Gotcha. And so at that point, up until that point, I never really, I never really would say either one of my parents was in charge.
1: Just fifty fifty. Yeah, it, it felt like 50-50 because, okay.
0: like you know, of course, you know, as a child, I would do the thing where it's like I would ask one parent a question. If You didn't like the answer. You went to the other. See, I didn't do that, because that's <laughs> how you get in trouble. But it's like, like, say I wanted to go like to the park or whatever, and my mom didn't like me being at the park all day, but my dad didn't care. So I would go ask my dad, like, hey, can I go to the park? He'd be like, sure, whatever. So that way when my mom was like, where have you been? I was like, oh, I was at the park. Dad, has, dad said I could go. And then she's like, she can't really get mad, because I got permission. <laughs> but right. it's like, you know what I'm saying? You played the system. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I would do that. I would do that. Gotcha. Yeah. But... Like, I never I never really, like, would say either one was the the, the head figure in charge. You okay. know what I'm saying? Cause, right. Because, I mean, both worked, both brought in income. And if there was any arguments or disagreements, most of the time I didn't know about it. Cause, right. You know, Behind closed doors. Kind yeah, of thing. type thing. Yeah. yeah. So I really couldn't say that, you know, in a dual household that the, the mother is the one that leads. Now, think about it. And this is just a random example. One of my friends in college, his dad was definitely the leader of the house because I remember him like just talking about it, and he kind of mentioned how, like, because his philosophy on like family was like the father puts the entire family on his back,
1: type oh, okay. thing. Yeah. So,
0: and that type like, of since since I can see it.
1: Yeah, that's how it was with mine. Okay. Yeah. Dad was like, "I got you," and the mom was in charge of the discipline unless you really messed up, and then if the dad came, you knew you should run, so. I was more afraid of my mom than my dad. Oh, no, I mean, the mom was pretty bad, but if the dad was ever got mad enough to where he got involved, that's when you knew you were getting a really hard belt, is what <laughs> you knew was coming.
0: Well, see, the thing about
1: my mom, she throws stuff. Like, at, that's that hey, uh, oh, that's. Yeah. She's she helping your dodgeball skills.
0: Oh no, she's a sniper. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she is a sniper. Oh boy, okay, it's, it's bad. Like you get hit from halfway across the house.
1: We're talking like throwing plates or like silverware. or
0: what uh, are we Usually things that are like semi soft but still hurt on the impact, like a flip flop or something. Ah, oh, yeah, you know, like gotcha. she wouldn't throw like plates or nothing because she's not trying to break her good plates. Yeah, that's probably a good <laughs> idea. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be like it might be a water bottle. You that's, know, that's that's uh, that's
1: bold, man. It's I okay. don't want that. <laughs> I made it out alive. It's okay. Hey, that's what counts. You <laughs> survived. <laughs> oh, so that's the that's the only question? That's what I got so far.
0: All right, well, maybe you'll think of another I will, I'm sure. So last night, uh, one of my friends was having a going away party. Okay. And in Florida, the ground is always wet. That's just kind of a thing. Right. But he had like a, you know, those like inflatable obstacle courses? Yeah. So yeah. he had one in his backyard. Oh, yeah. nice. And, but the thing is, you can't go in there with your shoes on that takes shoes off. Right, right. Now, me, being uh, the person that I am, don't really like walking in wet grass and like barefoot and then climbing through obstacle course that everybody else with wet feet has went through that same grass with. So I'm like, I'm good. But there was a large number of white people there. And not saying anything's wrong with that. But the what I'm getting to is like, once they took their shoes and socks off to, like, go through the the course, they left them off. Yeah, they just
1: left... You no, know, why would you put them back on? Your feet are all wet. It'd be nasty.
0: Right, okay, cool. That's fine. But the thing I don't get, what I would have done had I decided to go through it, I would have uh, walked back to, like, the little porch area because it had, like, a little carpet, wiped my feet off, put my socks and shoes back on, and went and continued about my day. So the the question is... Why do white people like go everywhere so barefoot all the time?
1: Well, especially in Florida, it's nice outside. There's no reason to dirty up some socks right after. So if you're if it's wet outside, well, you I'm just not saying, obstacle
0: course. I'm not saying dirty the socks. I'm saying so your options are
1: barefoot, shoes, barefoot. Mainly because it's just easiest because you don't have to worry about um, wiping your shoes off if you want to go back in the house. You just walk right in the house. You don't have to worry about cleaning the shoes you don't have to worry about a lot of things you just go outside come back inside you're good to go i walk around without shoes on all the time like if i'm letting the dog out i'll just go outside with her without shoes on there's no point in putting shoes on and off it takes time and effort there's a thing called slides yeah you seems like <laughs> black people like their shoes more so maybe they, you got to wear them if you pay that much money for them is that how that works no,
0: like, I mean, we're more conscious of, I wouldn't say just because we pay more for them or anything like that, but we're just more conscious of, like, our belongings. Oh, okay. Honestly, that argument would help your case, because if we care so much about our belongings,
1: then we you would, are. like, we would take them off from our barefoot everywhere. So you, oh, yeah, because you didn't want to get them dirty, yeah. Right. That's true. But. I mean, you are completely right. I'll go, everyone I know growing up, everyone would just go without shoes all the time. Yeah. And it was just like a common thing. I think mainly because you had to take your shoes off when you got into the house immediately. Yeah, yeah. And then why mess with it after that? If you just leave them off, you don't have to worry about it. You can go outside and play for a while, come back inside, and you don't have to ever worry about finding your shoes or finding the right shoes because you can do everything without shoes. If you have the wrong pair of shoes, you're screwed. If you wanted to go play or something and you had the wrong pairs of shoes on, you'd be doomed. So it's like a universal shoe. It's versatile. Don't have to worry about what you're doing. You can still do it, unless you're running on rocks or something. But as long <laughs> as you don't have to worry about that, you're good to go. So I'm I'm just gonna let you know now. My brain is completely broken right now. What what? Okay, so that it's a, makes total sense. It, it's a couple things. A couple oh, things. okay.
0: Hit me. First thing, um, in my household, if you walk outside, I mean, and and I'm saying I never walked outside without shoes on. I'm not saying that. Right. But Walking outside without your shoes on is almost the same as walking outside with your shoes on. So you're going to need to clean your feet when you come back in. You're not about to track all that mud and dirt into your mama carpet. That's
1: why you got a rug.
0: some sand. If I need to clean off the bottom of whatever is on, you know what I'm saying? Right, if I right. clean off the bottom of my feet or the bottom of my shoes, why not just put my shoes on? And then when I come to the door, just take them off at the door and just walk in.
1: That is true. But then you've would to. You got to worry about untying them, retying them. Unless you just go for the classic, slip them off and put them back on. But feel like if you're going to have nice pairs of shoes, you're going to actually unlace them, relace them every time. That's just time you could be spending playing outside. But no, you got to wait and put your shoes on. That's all of 30 seconds, my G. 30 seconds, you could be having a great time instead of having to put shoes on. Ever think about that one? Yeah, I did. Don't want to waste time, man. It's, it's not that Especially funny. when you're a kid growing up, you immediately want to be outside. As soon as you want to start playing, you want to play now. You want to wait or find your shoes. That's the one thing is if you can't leave the shoes by the door, you have to take them to your room. Or did you just leave them by the door? We can, you can leave them by the door. Oh, see, our parents, uh-uh. You had, to yeah. take them, you had to take them off and then carry them to your room and put them in your closet. So yeah, there was nah. no leaving them by the door. They, didn't, they weren't having that. It also depends on like what environment you were just playing in, too. That's so, if like, if
0: it was just, like, dry grass, then there's not too much that to can stick to your shoes. You can just, like, dust them right. off at the yeah, door and then take true. them inside. Yeah. But if it was, like, wet grass and there's, like, kind of, like, some mud and stuff sticking to them, then you just leave them outside and then just clean them. Like, that's true. You can you can clean them now or clean them later, but don't bring them in the house.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever bring them in the house. You ever got muddy shoes in the carpet and you were screwed? Yeah. So. Yeah. That makes sense. Maybe it was just me because I grew up in Arkansas. so No, like, no it wasn't just you. It's, okay. it's, it's a lot of white people. It's a lot of white people thing, yeah. not just. Okay, I always got crap because, like, oh, you grew up in Arkansas. You actually own shoes? I'm surprised. So I didn't know if that was just an Arkansas thing or a white person thing. It's a white person
0: thing. Okay. Yeah, because one of our friends was telling me that they just saw. What, yesterday it was some random girl in Walmart with no shoes on?
1: right, that's that's bad.
0: You go out in public (laughs) you need shoes.
1: I think that's just a crazy lady thing, not a white person thing. Oh, that's a crazy lady thing. That's a crazy lady thing. If you go in a public place and especially Walmart, I don't know what's been on those floors. That's just like (laughs) no. And so and that's and
0: that's exactly how black people feel. We see like white people like in public with no shoes on it's like you don't know what the fuck has been on this floor yeah
1: (laughs) no that's bad no if you're on the grass i mean one mud's one thing some form of whatever is in walmart that's like mm, that's questionable (laughs) (laughs) that's real questionable i wouldn't risk that no i don't mm -mm, that's way too risky maybe if you were in like a high-end supermarket but if you're going like walmart no i ain't doing that that's terrifying that's uh. where you get all kinds of diseases. <laughs> I don't even know how often they wash their floors, so no. Supposedly every night. I call bullshit.
0: Hey, I said supposedly. Ain't no <laughs> way.
1: <laughs> I've seen the little floor thing a couple times in my day. couple times. <laughs> You've been alive how long? And a couple times, so that's not real good odds.
0: But they also clean the floors at like 2 a.m. So That's, that's true. There's not yeah. been a lot of times I've been to Walmart at 2 a.m. Yeah. I I would hope not. That's kind of weird. I mean, it just depends on what's going on in the day. That's true. But anywho. Yeah, I hate that. I only have one more question.
1: I have another one. What's up? All right. So I don't know how to phrase this one, but don't get hurt. All right. So it seems as though like you're a black person, you're at work, right? Mm -hmm. You have a certain demeanor and how you talk and everything like that. But it seems like if you're with other black people, it's completely different. Than if you're oh, like at work. Does that, has, that make sense? Yes, it makes 100% it's, sense. It actually has a name. What is that? Uh, It's called Talking in Code. Talking in Code. All right, yeah. so you have to explain that one. Uh, what that is that?
0: The thing about black people, our culture has a negative connotation towards white people. And so to make other white people feel more comfortable, we act more like them. Right? Right. Okay. So like, like with me at work, I talk a little bit slower. I pronounce more of my words. I don't use as much slang, and I don't cuss as much. Right, yeah. And that's really, purely and honestly, just to make white people feel more comfortable. But when I'm around my other black friends, I don't need to do all that, because they understand me, and they accept me for who I am, so it's just blase blase.
1: I mean, that makes sense. I always wondered that, because it seems like that's how it always is. It it is. It's it's a real deal thing. It's definitely a thing, because the black people, friends I had in college, if it was just me and them, or they were, were in class or whatever, they'd behave completely different than if we were out at the bars with some of their other friends, other black people friends. It was completely different. Yep. It was like night and day. And I was like well, I always wondered like <laughs> why why is that? Is it do they just do it on purpose to make people I don't know. It's it's a learned behavior. Okay. So it's a movie
0: with Lakeith Stanfield called Sorry to Bother You. I don't know if you've seen it. I have not, no. So sorry to bother you, Lakeith is uh trying to get a job and he's getting a job as a telemarketer and His first day on the job, he's trying to, like, get people to buy these products. Okay. And the problem was, like, when he talked to people, basically they could tell he was black and they never wanted to buy anything from him. So the guy sitting next to him, I forget the actor's name, told him, like, talk in your white voice.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) And
0: it's funny when you see the movie, your white voice is a double entendre because, like, it's it's a real dope thing. Like, if a company were to call me today and wanted to offer me a job and I knew it was a company calling me, and that's the bad part about it being called your white voice. But I was talk extremely proper and make sure that I enunciated everything. Seems like awful you have to do that even. It is because of like legit the culture of America like because when somebody can tell that you're a black person they don't necessarily
1: reject you but they do have like the negative connotation. Yeah. Like, yeah. They,
0: yeah, They have biases towards you because you're yeah. black. And it's it's horrible but like yeah.
1: This is how we learn how to navigate the system. I mean, it's awful you got to do that. It makes sense. Yeah. But that's 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 bullshit. But you're totally right. Yeah. You are absolutely
0: right. So, and then the second meaning to it, um I think I can't remember if they explained it in the movie or they explained uh the director explained it in an interview, but it's also called your white voice because it's carefree and you don't have any worries. Because generally most white people like on the day to day don't you guys don't have near as many like the worrying thoughts as a black person has,
1: oh no, I'd agree with that one, no, yeah, I would agree with that one completely. Watch the movie it's a good movie, okay um,
0: there's a lot of there's a lot of undertones about just corporate America and being black in America and just like some different like struggles we have, you might want to take a black friend with you just to explain some stuff because it's gonna be some stuff that you don't catch. Doesn't it. make any sense at all. It w- it won't be that it doesn't make sense. You just don't. You just won't catch it. Oh, uh, okay. It's like certain dialogue that. Ah, like uh, okay. You you'll hear just like oh
1: okay, but like as a black person, I I might start laughing at it. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So what would you say is like, I don't know, maybe not black people in general, but maybe just you, like your number one worry on a day to day basis, and then you don't think you'd have to worry about if you were white just as an umbrella okay
0: and not but most black people are afraid of white people and not just like white people by themselves a lot of black people are afraid of cops yeah for obvious reasons yeah Uh, and then being in florida like there are some white people i do not fuck with I don't even go around because, like, they look like the racist-ass rednecks that carry guns on them. Yeah. And it's like, mm. Probably have that in Texas, too. Wouldn't yeah. Surprised me. Yeah. And so, like, there was one time I went to the beach, and there was this old, older guy. I would assume he's, like, 70, 80, something okay. like that. And he has a hat with a Confederate flag on. And I got to walk past him to get to the beach, but it's like... I don't want no problems with no old man. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But right. it's like one of the things like nervous. It it doesn't make me nervous. It's just like, well, that's not a situation where I'm worried. But that's just like a situation of like, what if he like try to call me an word? You know what I'm saying? Right. Type Thought thing. Like, crosses well, your mind. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's like one of the things like it makes me tense up a little bit. But I gotta I gotta keep cool because right. if I get tense, then that makes a tense situation. Right. So I have to keep yeah. cool even though.
1: Like, I know full well that you are probably racist as fuck. Yeah, definitely possible. So you don't describe yourself as a person that would be afraid of cops, or you just it doesn't really affect you, or you haven't seen – have you seen instances where, like, maybe you got pulled over and you can just tell that he's racial profiling you or haven't really experienced that? I haven't. I don't pay attention to a lot of things. Right. right? A lot of small things, I don't pay attention to
0: it. There was a situation that I was in, and this is uh, aside from the cop situation, a situation I was in, and it was me and six of my black friends were yeah. all engineers, right? Gotcha. I think at the time, I think one of us was still in undergrad, but the rest of us had graduated, been working one or two years, so we all got money, you know right? What I'm right. Yeah. Like, we all can yeah. afford things, so we're yeah. in this. It's not like a high profile like like clothing store, but it's like a little bit more expensive than Forever Twenty One type thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all in there like shopping or whatever, and this lady, she wasn't like really getting an attitude with us, but she basically kept talking to us like, "Are you sure you should be here?"
1: Oh, type wow. thing.
0: And I didn't pick up on it because like she would ask like quote unquote innocent questions, and I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think nothing about right, it. Right, right. And my friends, we don't, we don't react. I don't know if you ever heard the term microaggressions. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. those are microaggressions. I really yeah. don't notice those. Gotcha. And so, we left, and everybody was like, yo, man, y'all, did y'all notice how, like, she was, like, all up on us and blah, 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 trying to get us out the store and whatever? And I was like, for real? It's like, you didn't notice that? I was like, nah, bro. And then, like, so one of my friends just kind of, like, pointed back to different things. And I was like, and oh, as shit. As soon as he pointed it out, you knew it. Yeah, was really, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, so with me and cops, I've been pulled over a good number of times for speeding, usually. That, uh, that sports car will get you. <laughs> it wouldn't even...
1: Not even in that car? <laughs> I got pulled over for it in the other car,
0: too. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Anyway, um, personally, I've never experienced it, but I know it exists. Right. And it does It does make me nervous sometimes. Even before, like, a lot of things got, like, brought to light about uh, police brutality, yeah. it still made me nervous because cops are, like, supposedly, they're supposed to be, like, civilians that enforce the law. But Not- they have There's I won't say all of them. But they have this air of importance about them. Yes, and they are. They also have like a gun, and taser, and all these weapons on them and stuff. So at any given point, if they think I'm getting an attitude with them, because especially being a black man, if I'm not talking to you calmly, I have an attitude. Right. It's
1: not just because you're they're being assholes yeah. and you're just being reacting to that. It's because you're quote unquote black. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so that and that like stuff like that just makes me like it makes me nervous. But, like, it's one of those things, like, I just have to calm my nerves because, again, I'm tense in the situation. It makes a tense situation. Right. And it's always the funniest thing because somebody else pointed out, like, for black people, even though they're nervous in the situation, they have to show that they're calm so it doesn't make the situation worse, which should be the other way around yeah. when you're interacting with cops. It's backwards. Yeah. yeah.
1: The cops should be the one who's calming things down, not you having to make sure everything's calm. Right. No, so. I, yeah. Do you think that'll ever not, be a thing in society or do you are we talking like thousands of years or i mean what do you think until uh, a black person can interact with a cop just like a white guy because i i completely agree i think with if you're white you're, you can be much more calm with the police officer you can be I aggressive mean, it, <laughs> you can be a gra- <laughs> yeah you're, you're not going to have that instant negative connotation that i think the cop will automatically think of and then you're you're fighting a losing battle basically do you think it will ever be a time when it's just even across the board one day one day i do not see that day in the near future
0: like it probably i don't either
1: yeah i'm earliest i say like three or four generations that 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 would agree with that that sounds about right it's definitely not gonna be our generation yeah no. like our
0: generation and not to say that a generations before us haven't done anything but our generations definitely keep well yeah our generation is keeping the progress moving and what might be sort of an unpopular opinion. Donald Trump actually might have been a good thing. How so? I'll explain. We'll go with that. He he's a good thing on two fronts. Now he's done. Is I like I look at silver linings. So he's done a lot of horrible shit, <laughs> but he has shown us the loopholes in our own like not the election system, but now our government. He's shown us the loopholes in our own. Yeah, government. I would agree with that. He's using the. He's yeah. You're right. And then he's also like brought the evil quote-unquote to light yeah i would agree with that you have all the like he's racist bigoted and you have all those people who feel that same way backing him now so now i can like oh thank you florida you are racist as fuck (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate knowing that (laughs) because i don't know if you know but he also came to melbourne
1: yeah uh yeah i do he has um like twice, didn't he? Or one yeah. during his election campaign, right? Yeah. And then def- like one soonish after, I think. Yeah, yeah I think I, I elected, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did know that. Yep. So um, I, did, I wasn't here, but were you here? No,
0: No, I don't think I was. But I know some people that was planning on boycotting the airport.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: That's that's why I say he has done some good. So, right. I mean, by no will of his own, that was completely because of who he is. Right, right. Thank you, Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> For the win. I'm going to put that somewhere. And then the funny thing about it, somebody's going to take that uh that audio snippet and then put it somewhere like, yeah, black people like Donald Trump. I was like, hey, you get them the whole
1: you hour the, of this. Yeah, you got to get the <laughs> whole hour, not just the little snippet of it. That's uh, not how that works. Before I ask you the last question, All which right. isn't a really big question,
0: did you want to do any type of introduction? And when I say introduction, just describe who you are where you're from maybe
1: the type of thing whatever you want to share sure okay brock i uh, came from arkansas lived there my whole life until i went to texas worked with cj here in texas for about a year and a half right yes yeah like a year and a half two years maybe something like that and then moved down here again because of (laughs) cj he's like yeah let's go down to florida the job pays better referral bonus that i didn't get uh (laughs) i tried to get you that referral bonus but you know it. it was an attempt But, um, came down here, been working here ever since, uh, I'm a triplet, not a lot of people here know that, back in Arkansas and Texas they did, but here no one knows that, and (laughs) I like it. It's so nice not being, oh, you're the oldest one, aren't you? No, I'm Brock, you know, I'm not the oldest triplet, I'm Brock. Random question, what is the, I guess the time difference between... 30 seconds, so me... And then 30 seconds later, it was Quinn. And then 30 seconds later, it was Connor. And we were born like three and a half months early. We were actually supposed to be born on tax day. So was that wow. April 12th, right? Yeah. Whatever. Well, yeah. 15th this year. Yeah. Um, I think. And we were we were born in January. So we were born like three months early. We had like a 30% chance of living, all three of us. Jeez. We powered through. Hey, well, go Wonder Tour, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We uh, were in the hospital for, I think, three or four months after we were born. Oh, because you were preemie. Yeah, we were super preemie. And um, I had three complete blood blood transfusions just to keep me alive. It was crazy. And we were size of, like, um my mom's hand. So you know how, like, most babies were, what, like, seven, eight pounds, something like that? I think? Somewhere around there. We were, like, a little over one pound. Oh, wow. So we were, like, ugly. You know how <laughs> babies are usually cute? No. We were terrifying little creatures. But you're still ugly, so. Yeah, yeah. I I accept (laughs) it now, though.
0: My last question is something I just noticed myself, and I don't know how true this is, because I don't ask people about their relationship life, but it seems to me that white people get married hella fast.
1: Yes. Oh, so so it's not? Okay, cool. No, that's that's so true. I, I think that's just in our culture, maybe, that if you're, like, 23 and you're not, like, at least in a, like, engaged, then you're weird. Really? Yeah. So, my parents, I'm 26, just turned 26 a week ago. And my parents are freaking out they don't have grandkids yet. They don't like it at all. Yes. Every time I go home, they're like, when are they getting grandkids? And I'm like, I haven't gotten married yet. How am I supposed to keep you grandkids? <laughs> it's like, no, if you're, most of the, I had several friends that they had two kids by the time they got out of college. To me, that's mind-boggling. Oh, second question.
0: I'm um, going to go back to that. Are you and your brothers the only kids that your
1: parents have? Yeah, they were done after that. Okay. Yeah. So none of them have kids either? No. One's married, and he's been married for about a year and a half, a little over a year and a half, and uh, but no, no kids. Now back to the other point.
0: Yeah, it's mind-boggling to me that – because I, I did see, like, you know – being in college, there are people who are getting, like, married yep. junior, senior year. Yep. And we're friends on Facebook. A year later, they have, like, two kids.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: One, I'm like, how did you have two kids that fast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then, like, to me, in, in my ideal world, I want to date you. Like, I want to be, like, like officially dating you for, like, maybe a year or so. Yeah, Before, at least. like, we get engaged. Yeah. And then, like, I want to be married to you for another year or so. Before we try to have kids, right? No, that's how I'm at. Yeah. So that's that's like minimum two and a half years, depending on how we do the engagement, right? Type thing before we have kids. So I, I would have to know you like almost a year and a half before we get married, and then another year before we have kids. And but it just seems like some of the white people run into is eight months.
1: Yeah. No, there's that happens a lot, especially back in my hometown. There was a lot of people that three, four months after getting married. They would already they would be announced their pregnancy at l- it, that about three or four months was I would say average most of the, the I mean even uh being dating before they got engaged would be like eight nine months wouldn't even come close to a year and they'd be like yeah we're engaged I would never do that I, I'm with you I'm thinking year year and a half of dating at least a year of being married just so you can enjoy your life before you kind of don't have one so yeah I don't know. No, I, I couldn't do it. But that <laughs> is definitely normal. Um, I had, we had one person that she had a uh, twins, uh, when she was eighteen, and then uh, another one right right after that, and they had purposely got had another kid about three months after she had the twins, and the, they were married the whole thing. That's just what they wanted. They wanted lots of kids, and I think they're up to like six kids now. Oh, okay. And well. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't do it, but it's very popular to go quick. I don't know why, but.
0: Yeah, because that, that was going to be my follow up question. Do you know why? But No,
1: I have no idea. I don't understand it. My parents were the same way, though, because so my parents dated for six months and then got married. Yeah, they dated six months and then were engaged for like three months and then had the wedding. But I mean, they're still married 20, whatever, like eight years yeah. later. So it worked out,
0: but. And I can see, and I can see like that happening for some people. Like, like some people, they
1: just they just click like they that. They just know just, it. Yeah, I but, feel like you can't truly know someone until you know them for at least a year. I would think. I don't know about you, but I want to live with them, yeah, for at least however long, so you know exactly what it's like when you guess you really can't escape, you know? So
0: that's when it that's when it gets really real when y'all yes, start living together.
1: That's you kind of need that or cuz you have no idea what someone's like for sure until you live with them. So I don't understand why people get married that fast, but it, maybe if you just know. I don't know. Some clicks in your head and you're like, "Yep, that's the one. Let's do it." Yeah, that's. I mean, that's one of my one of my homeboys. He's getting
0: married in august and just proposed in no he's i think he's proposing in may or march i think he's proposing in march getting married in august but talking to him he's only been dating his girlfriend
1: since last october okay wow yeah and i mean we know someone, I'll keep them nameless on here, but we know someone who... Oh, I know who you're about to talk about. Yeah, and so they got engaged in November yep. of this last year, and the wedding's in April. Yep. So that's pretty quick. I don't know how you even, like, even if you wanted to, it to be quick, I don't know how you physically pull all that off. Oh, that yeah. Best. That's a lot of planning to do that fast.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, Like I don't,
1: I don't personally have any experience with planning a wedding, but... It's awful. I had to help my brother. It's <laughs> a lot of work.
0: I was in my LB's wedding, and I didn't even help plan anything. I just felt the
1: stress from him planning everything. <laughs> I was like, shit, this <laughs> if, is stressing me out. Yeah, if you're involved at all or even close to being involved, you can just feel the tension. And yeah. it's crazy how much tension, stress, and everything that goes in a wedding. So how you can plan it that fast, I don't know. Unless it's a really small wedding, but. Oh, yeah. My you. Yeah. Y'all yeah, have fun with that. <laughs> um, well.
0: I'm going to ask just to be funny and I don't expect you to give me a serious answer to this. Oh, God. But white people get caught in the rain. Why do they smell like dogs? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're making that one up. I promise you I'm not. As any black person, what do white people smell like when they get caught in the rain?
1: Okay, right, Here's the first question of that. How do you know what they smell like? When right, it's like strong. It's like a It's road. really?
0: In my uh, college, we had a student center, right? Student center's right. like middle campus. Uh-huh. And... Just say, for whatever reason, there's a downpour. Usually, the first place people go to is the student center, because it's, like, central. Yeah. yeah. right. It's open. It's usually the closest building. So, you have, and I went to a PWI. You know what a PWI is? Not a clue. (laughs) Ha! This is funny. Uh, It's by definition, the opposite of HBCU. Primarily white institution? Predominantly white, but yes. I was close. Alright. So, yeah. So, PWI, and if you have 30, 40 something odd people rushing to a place and they all smell the same. Ah, okay. You, okay. Got gotcha. It's gonna be a strong
1: I cannot say I've ever heard of that or ever thought that there was a different smell. Maybe I've just never gone into a room with thirty <laughs> black people that were wet and got a like a side by side comparison. So oh, I don't know what black people smell like. Actually, what do black people smell like when we wet? That's a <laughs> you should know that. You get out of the shower every morning. You should tell me.
0: It smells like shea butter and
1: cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> I got no response for that one. <laughs> uh. No, I have no idea. I, I've i never heard of that until you brought it up. And I don't know what that even smells like. I don't, uh, no. You don't know what dogs smell like? I do know what, what dog smells like, but. You just never experienced it? No. Okay. No. Oh. Can't help you with that question. Failure of an ending, but. No, nah, that's fine.
0: All right. But yeah, if you if you really just ask another black person, what do white people smell like when, when it rains?
1: I'm going to do that. <laughs> and I'm they sure they're going to look at me like I'm a crazy person or something. If
0: they, if they real, they'll laugh and be like, y'all smell like dogs, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the answer. That works for me. At least they'll be serious or they'll be honest. I mean. Yeah. All right, y'all.
0: That is the Six and Friends podcast. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. This is CJ the Six signing off.